highlight six priorities that we're going to be working with. This week we're going to talk about two of those and then next week we have four priorities from our vision statement that we want to share with you. All of our vision is also uh, covered by our values and we believe that we want to be a church that carries very important values. So today we're going to be looking at knowing and we're going to look at two issues. The first is multi-ethnicity. We believe that as a church we need to be diverse and inclusive and so we're going to talk a little about being a multi-ethnic church. And then secondly we want to highlight discipleship because we believe that every one of us needs to be a disciple of Jesus following him. And so we're in for a great day and we're talking of 2020 vision. Have a great, great day. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you? Happy New Year, everybody. Throwing you a high five. Fantastic it's to see a packed church today. I'm believing that God is going to be doing something fantastic in this decade. I know I'm always going to say that because I believe that. But I don't know about you, but I'm getting to that age, a grand old age. How old do you think I am, everybody? 50, behave yourselves. 30, thank you, Angela. I'm 43, everybody. And I'm believing that this is going to be my greatest decade ever. Is there anyone else with me? I feel like I am responsible enough to make things happen. <laughs> Philip and Penny are looking around saying, really, Dan? But I am believing that God has been warming me up for 43 years to see the finest decade that we've ever seen as a church. Can we have an amen in there? So I love what God is doing. Uh, it's so good to see you. A few old faces that have been around for a bit. And it's great to do life with this church. And I want to big up the worship team. Wow. What a, what a phenomenal team we have. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for serving us. I felt in the presence of God. And right at the start of 2020, who wants to say anything else than there's nothing else apart from Jesus would do in my life? That's my priority. That's where I'm going in 2020. That's what I'm seeing in my vision 2020, to be close to Jesus Christ. And as we do that, extraordinary things are going to happen in your life. Come on, everybody. Give me a smile. No yawning out there, Rosie. We'll take that off the podcast. It's so good to see you. So why don't you say hi to the person next? You say, it's good to be alive. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas. We had a fantastic time with a family. And a big sh uh, thank you to Trevor Gibson. He redeemed himself from sleeping in from setup team to produce the finest turkey the world has ever seen. Was there any other men out there who did the uh, Christmas dinner? Who uh, I got my best Christmas present was a thermometer, a meat thermometer. I'm at that age now. Everyone's looking at me going, what's he on about? You know the thermometer, 70 degrees, put it in the turkey. It was still slightly undercooked. Dodgy thermometer, Joe, I think she bought me. She did buy me some other nice stuff as well. But um, 2020, I don't know about you, but I bought a word at the evening service um, a couple of months ago. And I do believe for us as a church, this is going to be a significant decade. I believe for you in your life, it's something that you're going to walk into with purpose and passion. I believe it's something where you're going to recognize more of the love of God in your life. And as you recognize more of the love of God, you're going to be doing extraordinary things for him. I believe that. That's why I'm up here. This church is like a halftime team talk Sunday morning. It's to get your focus of saying, God's called you to great things Monday to Friday. We're here to celebrate, to hear from God, and then to go out and do the business. It's like, have you ever seen my favorite football team, Brighton and Hove Albion? 
Ooh, don't give me a who out there. But have you ever been on a sports team where you've had a rotten first half? And then the manager gets you and he gives you a team talk and you get fired up and you go and change the world for the second half. Liverpool played the finest team, Barcelona. They were 3-0 down at halftime. Jurgen Klopp, who professes to follow Jesus Christ, give him a team talk and they came out and they won 4-0 in the second half. I believe 4-0. No, they lost 3-0 in the first and they won 4-0 to take them through in the Champions League final. They did in the second leg, 4-3. Yeah, what did I say? Yeah, yeah, 4-3. So they won 4-3 anyway. What I'm trying to get at, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that is when we gather together on a Sunday, we're in it powered. We hear from God to go out and do the business in the second half. Is there anyone with me? Say an amen. You'd be not surprised to know that I'm talking on 2020 vision. Can you remember that word I bought three years ago about bionic vision of 2020? Well, I'm up here to say to you and apologize and say I was wrong. I talked about 2020 vision, about seeing things so crystal clear that your eyesight was perfect. Well, I actually talked about bionic vision by Dr. Garth Webb. But 2020 vision, let me tell you people, and you know this, it's about distance, clarity, and sharpness. Distance, clarity, and sharpness. 2020 is not about perfect vision. Well, isn't that good? Because who knows that sometimes we don't always see things clearly. We see it hindsight after we come back to it. But 2020 is about distance, clarity, and sharpness. It's not about the perfect vision. So I want to let you off the hook, guys, and say, we might be dreaming some outrageously big, extraordinary prayers, and we might have vision for that, but it's not seeing things clearly. So let's bear with one another with grace and love and hope and support and encouragement. Are you with me? I love this phrase from Bob Goff. Some of you will know Bob Goff. God isn't in the business of punishing us with reminders. Instead, he pursues us with love. He doesn't grimace at our failures. He delights in our attempts. This, de- this year, as we take on this new decade, shall we attempt something extraordinary for God? It's about sharpness and clarity. We're not saying that you, you're going to get it all right, but wouldn't you rather be a church that give it an attempt? And give it a go. Can we hear an amen? If we hadn't have started up the Butterflies Project, we wouldn't be engaging with hundreds of women every month. You've got to give things a go. I believe that if your heart's right and you love Jesus and you give it to him, he will take you and he will use whatever attempts that you give him. Now, who's been to the opticians recently? Anyone? I went yeah, every day, Louis. Big shout for Louis who works at Boots Opticians, everybody. <laughs> He's every day. I should get your eyes like that bad, mate. I went to, as you all know, I've been struggling a bit with my words recently uh, when I'm reading my Bible. But I went to opticians and I can, I can please to say that I've got great perfect vision again, everybody. You're sounding surprised and you're looking at me like that. But when you go to opticians, how does it make you feel when that chart comes on? Come on, let's take everyone back to their school days. Have we got that chart, Katie, over there? And, uh, You've all seen this chart. Hello, here here we go. We're going to get this chart up here over there. This is called the Snelling chart. Louis is going to be looking at this, and he knows this. The 2020 figures are based on letter charts, which are used in standard eyesight tests. The top number refers to the distance at which the chart is viewed, 20 feet. And the bottom number refers to the distance at which a person with ideal vision can see a letter clearly. 
it has to do with distance and clarity. I can see everyone's taking their eyes off, aren't they? And having a little look at this. Many of us need glasses to adjust our sight. Interestingly, that as we get older, we tend to need more help. Isn't this sometimes the same spiritually? That some people can see well at distance. They can see where we're going in their life with God. They have vision for their life. But some people can see clearly close up. And I want to say, whatever you are, whether you're short-sighted physically or spiritually or long-sighted, spiritual sight can be similar. We need to recognize that we need others seeing further and others seeing closely in sight. Short-sightedness, distant objects blurry while close objects appear normal. Long-sightedness affects the ability to see nearby objects, closer objects usually out of focus. Spiritual sight can be similar. Some are better seeing distant things. Others are better with detail. You can probably imagine that I'm not great with detail. Although I can remember a lot of number plates. But I feel that God has called me to see in a distance, to see where we're going as a church in three, in five, in ten years' time. And it really excites me because I can dream about it. I can say, this is where I feel God is passionately taking us. Does anyone else see clearly in the distance? It's not better to see that. But some people are absolutely phenomenal doing the day-to-day, seeing what's right in front of them. Sometimes as a visionary, I can go, we're all going there. But I look behind and maybe sometimes not everyone's following. We need the people as a team who are saying, hey, this is how it processes out. This is what Jesus is saying. Come and walk together. And then we get an army journeying in the same way. Ephesians 4 verses 11 to 12 talks about this. It was he, the ascended Christ, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. We are a dream team here together. We've got different flavors and different gifting. And I want to encourage you as we walk forward, bring your flavor, bring your gifting. You see, there is no I in team. It's we. There's no I in team. But there are five in individual brilliance. This year, I want to encourage you to bring your individual brilliance into this house, into this church. Bring your flair. Bring your flavor. Bring your warts and all. Because we want to do life together. We want to journey out. We want to process and walk together as an army to see our vision become reality. You see, God wants us as a church to see forward and clearly and wants you to dream and plan for your future. I love what Sam brought this morning. As he's saying, as he worshiped, declare that. What we speak in the first, I believe in this first month in January, will have escalate for the next decade. And I want to encourage us to speak out some bold, courageous steps for your life. Speak out and claim it. Be a bit audacious about it. Say, yes, this is where I want to go. And speak out because our words shape our future and our words shape our destiny. Looking forward, I want us to think about one very important question. This is what I brought in the evening service. And it's a phrase that God's been bringing over to me. And it says quite simply this. Who are we becoming? Who are you becoming? It's not where you've been that matters. Forget the former things do not dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Who are we as a church becoming? Think about that. Our decisions at the start of this decade can determine where we go individually, but also corporately as a church. Habits we form right now at the start of this decade will determine where we go. 
I want to say this is one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves. Who are we becoming? What kind of bloke? What kind of woman? What kind of person in the workplace? What kind of family member? What kind of church pastor? What kind of Christian in your neighborhood? Whatever your world is, who are you becoming? Who do you want to become? And start the habit now. Is there anyone with me on this? I feel you've gone quiet on me. This is why this week, at the start of the new year, we are starting up Revive Prayers, which is five days of prayer. So as you go out today, and some of you might have already got the card, every uh, September and every January we do this, five days of Revive Prayer. There's no Connect Groups this week. We'll start Connect Groups next week. But we want to encourage everyone to come to Revive Prayer on Thursday night. But I felt so moved by this, who are we becoming as a bloke, I kind of like, at the evening service, God kept saying, who are you becoming, Dan? Who are you becoming? Who are we becoming as a church? I, I thought up the audacious uh, challenge and said it out to Andrew and the prayer team of why don't we start this decade as our finest decade as a live church and as people here of doing a 21-day prayer and fast. Yeah, it scares me. I like food. You can probably tell. I was wondering whether I'd shrunk the shirt today when I put it on, whether it shrunk in the wash or whether I'd just eaten a lot of Lind chocolate. I came to the conclusion it was the second thing. But I want to say to us, are we passionate about who we're becoming? Are we passionate about God moving in your world and in your life? Tomorrow, I'm calling the church, you might have heard, to a 21-day prayer and fast. Revive will be part of that for the first five days. But I want to encourage us to take on three things. You might be sitting there thinking, I want to start this decade off like I've never started off before. If you've never fasted, it is a challenge. But I believe as we bring our sacrifice and we make God our priority, things shift for the rest of the decade. So maybe it's the first time you've heard this. Maybe you're there thinking, challenge, how can I do that? We're not going to do a TV or social media fast as we normally. We're going to do a full-on food fast. So I'm going to give you three areas that I'd love you to consider. You've probably already thought about it. It might be a full fast for 21 days where you just drink water and fluids. It might be a Daniel fast where it's just vegetables, and we could give you some more information on this. Or it might be a daylight fast where you just uh, fast throughout the day and you have maybe breakfast and an evening meal. But I would like us all to engage on some level with this. Without prayer and fasting, we are not going to see the breakthrough that we want God to do. I'm believing for this building. That's not the overall vision, but I'm believing for this church to continue to expand rapidly. And I believe we want to go for it and step it up in 21 days of prayer. You see, as we form habits, you either allow a culture or you create a culture. I believe the habits that we start at the first month of this decade will determine where we go over the next 10 years. And I'm like, I'm going for it. I'm going to be 53. Well, sorry for those who are 53. Oh, I'm going to be 53 when the 10 years. I believe this should be some of my finest years. 53 to 63, I'll probably be saying the same thing. But I'm believing that this is going to be our finest ways. But you see, you either allow a culture or you create a culture. I want us to be people who create a culture, to create habits that start, that are going to form where we're going as a church. I want to see miraculous things in this church life. I see it by the prayer and praise reports. I see it when God is doing awesome stuff in your lives. And I want more of it. I want more. 90 people have made first-time decisions to follow Jesus Christ as a result of six years of a live church in Highcombe. That's great news, isn't it? I believe we should be in the hundreds and two hundreds. That's where I want to go. And the habits that we form now, the prayers that we pray now, would determine where we go over the next 10 years. 
Who's feeling passionate? Who's feeling like, I'm going to give it a go? You're eating hog roast today, so that will last you for about the first 10 days of the fast anyway. Yeah, you might have to cut out the gym. <laughs> Don't go to the gym, there'll be nothing left of you. But, um, but I believe passion, sacrifice and commitment, not that God wants it, but just from my heart, I want to say, yeah, I want to go for it. I'm feeling terrible about it. I love food, but I feel this is the right thing to do. And the habits that we form at the start of this decade is going to determine where we did. Jesus always had a rhythm of spending time with his father. He was the one who went out for 40 days into the wilderness and fasted and prayed. After that, he went out there to do his ministry. What about this is the 10 years you're called to do the most awesome ministry that you've ever seen? See the miracles that Jesus said. I read in the Bible, uh, the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave lives in us. Could this be the decade where we go for it and we step it up? Jesus always had a rhythm of spending time with his father, even in the busyness of his ministry. I believe he did the miraculous out of that time with his father. Luke 4, verses 1 to 2. After Jesus was baptized, he spent 40 days in the wilderness. He was preparing for a major task. I believe this decade we've got a major task ahead of us. We've got to win people for Christ. We've got to see people grow in their relationship with God. Luke 6, verse 12 to 13, early in his ministry, he spent the whole night alone in prayer. The next day he chose his 12 disciples. If you've got an important decision to make, I want to encourage you to fast and pray about it, to seek God. Some of the things I think we already know. We know the basics, don't they? Raise the dead, heal the sick, and see people come to know Christ. We know they're the basics. They're the basics. But I want to say to you, if you've got an important decision in your life, consider praying and fasting. Jesus spent the whole night praying and fasting to then choose the 12 disciples that were going to change history forever. What about your important task? What, what are you doing about that? Luke 5, verse 16. Um, it says, many times in Jesus' ministry, he spent time alone in prayer. If you read the Gospels time after time, it was either he took a boat trip, he climbed a mountain, but it was often when crowds were around, he got away. This would please you, Joe. He got away to spend time with his own heavenly father. I want to challenge us right at the start of 2020 to see the great things, to see God moving miraculous powers. How much time are we spending with him? Is this a way with 21 days of prayer and fasting that we can have a focused time of setting up for our decade? But it's out of spending time with our father. Can we have an amen in the house? Thank you, Thomas. That was a very good one. I like that one. So, are we ready for action? As we consider who are we becoming, I want to say, spending time with Jesus will shape who we become. Spending time with Jesus will shape who we become. Our vision, as you've heard it many times, is knowing everybody to know God. Secondly, everybody to grow in their relationship with God. And thirdly, everyone to go for God, to tell other people about him. 2020 is a huge year for us. So I want to give a few practical things about where we are going as a church over here. So, number one, we're going to play a video. You know here we are one church in many locations. We currently have eight locations. Well, we're taking on an audacious dream of launching a new location in September 2020. We've got a little video here to show you a bit more about it and to give you a bit more information on it. If we could run that video, that'd be awesome. 
Since becoming a multi-site church in 2014, we have proudly stated that we see Alive as a strategic multi-site church made up of thousands, expressing itself in numerous locations, seeing many people come to faith, and equipping people who are passionate followers of Jesus Christ. We then proudly go on to say that we see a planting church who actively raise leaders and send teams to plant new locations. We see the power of our church readily working in partnership with other churches and ministries for the advancement of God's kingdom with a heart for the re-evangelization of the UK, believing we have a significant contribution to make. At the beginning of 2020, we acknowledge there is more to be done. As we recognize the number of successes we've had and our opportunities for learning, our vision and focus is stronger than ever. We are certain for what God has called us to. We are a community that believes that as we grow, we must go to advance the kingdom. On the journey of a live church, we've received a number of prophetic words that have spoken into our church strategy. From words about multiple location, as well as hearing that God will teach us to take the heart of cities. With all of this in mind, we believe the time is right for us to plant a new location of a live church. We love how a live church is growing. We are humbled by the team we have around us, and we are ready to follow the call of God for the heart of this city. We are so excited to announce that Alive Church are launching a brand new location in the north of Lincoln. We're in current talks with Bishop Grotesque University, and we are aiming for a September 2020 launch. I find it really interesting that for Irene and I, our first call into church planting was a call into the north of the city. And I'm stood in front of Newport Hall, which was a home to us for a number of years. So it's brilliant that we're going back into the north of the city that we love. The heart of everything we do in planting is to see people come to faith in Jesus Christ. And therefore, we'll be running a number of invitational events in the north of the city over the summer months. We've already been in contact with church leaders in the area, and we're really looking forward to working in partnership with other churches for the advancement of God's kingdom. In February, we will be gathering people together for an information night for those who want to hear more about Alive's heart for the transformation of the north of Lincoln. The location will be named Alive Lincoln North, with the other two Lincoln locations becoming Alive Lincoln Central and Alive Lincoln South. We already have team prepared, led by myself. Until the appointment of our future location pastors, me and Joe will still remain passionate as ever as location pastors of Alive Lincoln South. This really is an exciting, monumental time for Alive Church. This year, we will see the start of Alive Lincoln North. Hello. Oh, we have got so much things to do, and we are really delighted to be launching our ninth location in Lincoln North. Does that feel exciting? So what we're going to do is we're going to have three locations here. This is going to change its name from September 20 from a live Highcombe to a live Lincoln South. 
Hopefully that shouldn't come too much of a surprise. That's how we always talk. We've still a massive focus into Highcombe and the surrounding areas. Then Alive Lincoln would become Alive Lincoln Central and Alive Lincoln North. Me and Joe are still going to be location passers here. We are not going anywhere, so you can't get rid of a snap. I will be taking a lead on the team into Alive Lincoln North, but I won't be the location pastor. It's going to be me encouraging people, and we're gathering a team. So for the north of the city, we're um, having an information night on Febu in February, and we're going to be sending people to go out there to see that place transform. That means we're going to have a massive, continued heart for this city of Lincoln. Does that feel exciting? Can we have some amens in the house? And don't forget, everything we do when we're planted, it is through our academy structure. The amazing academy that Joe heads up. We're training people with the DNA and the heart of this house to go and make a difference. So I feel excited. We're going to be sending people from this location because we're not losing them. We're sending them to grow. And I feel really, really excited about that. Other things that we got uh, for the plan of the 2020 is, I've stated it, we will be getting a building in 2020, everybody. With sacrifice, commitment, and passion. So I want to encourage you to keep giving into the life of uh, the Rise and Build. Keep raising your brick money. Keep being generous and keep praying. That's one of my major things over the 21 days of prayer and fasting that I'm going to be praying for our location. Thirdly, what we've got is we are continuing with our evening service, but we're also launching another once-a-month service. And I'd love Joe to come up and tell us briefly about our new chapel service. Yeah, so we're starting with a once-a-month. It's the last Sunday of every month, so the first Sunday it's going to launch is in this month, isn't it? It's the 26th of January, and um, we're going to do a chapel service from 9 a.m. till 10 p.m. Now, this is... an Till, till 10, yeah, it's pretty hardcore, yeah, it's 13 hours full on worship, no, one hour, so it's 9am till 10am, and we're going to be meeting in, um, still, we're not going to be meeting in this hall, but we're going to be meeting in this building, we think we're going to use a sixth form common room, we've been, we've asked about that, and they said that we can use it, and um, it's not, um, it can be an alternative, or you can, we can go to both services, we're going to be making sure that we take communion every week, it's going to be more practice based, we're going to get some liturgy in there, and it's pretty stripped back, so some stripped back worship, some prayer, some liturgy-based liturgy worship, and some, some communion every week. So I feel really excited about that. A great thing that you can invite people to. It could be one of our most invitational points, actually. Um, something that people can do as well as attending a big celebration service like this one. And um, I think it will definitely help us grow and will help us go grow deeper and grow wider in our faith. I feel so excited about that. That's going to be fantastic. It might be sometimes we have feedback about uh, just wanting quiet to spend time with God. That's going to be a great time to be able to do that. We're still going to have great worship. It's going to be DNA, who we are, getting out there, uh, making a difference. But it's going to be an alter, uh, a different opportunity to connect with God. So we're going to go for Norfolk location. We're going to continue with our building. We're going to be launching our once-a-month evening service and our once-a-month chapel services. And also, as you've already heard, we will be changing our name from September 2020 to Alive Lincoln South. So we're going to still have a massive focus into Highcombe, Bracebridge Heath, the surrounding areas that we've always had that. Does that sound good? We can continue with our going uh, community projects. Stacey's doing a phenomenal job with all the team leaders. The shed's going strong. Butterflies going strong. Food bank, we're all going to continue with that. And we're going to be seeing God move in power. Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25 says this. And let us consider how we can spur one another on 
towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. We want to continue to meet together, to encourage one another, to spur each other on in our faith, to be passionate about making a difference for Jesus wherever you are, in your workplace, in your communities. This year, as Stuart's mentioned, we are going to also be looking at certain priorities. And them six priorities are the multi-ethnic, the discipleship, leadership development, prayer, evangelism, and influence. So throughout the two weeks, we're going to be looking at some of them. Today, we're just going to touch very briefly on the multi-ethnic inclusivity. Revelation 7, 9 to 12, if we can have that on the screen, we're going to read it out. We've got this picture of, when I'm thinking about who are we becoming, I often want to think about what's going to change about our church. What can we dream that's going to be different? And one of the things that we've been really blessed with is different nations coming into our country and into our area. I want to say, bring it on more. I want to see so many different nations, so many different tribes, so many different tongues meeting here because it brings us a different flavor. We want to see the Americans, the Eastern Europeans, the Africans, the South Americans, all kinds, the Australians. We want them all here, and we want because that represents the kingdom of God, I believe. Revelation 7, 9, 12 says this. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. This is what's a picture of heaven. From every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before, uh, the, throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they crowd, cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You see, the picture of the church in the future, of who we become, I want it to be a different flavor. I want to see different nationalities coming here and finding heart. Down my street in Manor Farm where we live, we've got an African couple, an American couple, a Bulgarian, a Greek, and two Polish right in our estate in within six houses. We've got to be a church that represents that. I want to see different flavors preaching up here, bringing life. I want to say thank you for the African community that can bring us life and faith that maybe we don't have as much in England. I want to see different nationalities here, and I want to say that's one of the priorities that we're going to welcome. Different nations, different tribes, different ethnic groups, different languages. It would be big, verse 9. It would be united in diversity. It would be Jesus-centered in front of the Lamb. I love that. Is there anyone else with me on that? That's where we're going. And second focus is going to be on discipleship. Growing together to be more like Christ. A dedicated follower of Jesus. Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, watch what God does and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us but to give everything of himself to us, love like that. I want to challenge us as a church to love more extravagantly like Christ loves us. That's where we're going. I love the fact that we've got brew groups. We've got little accountability guys that meet together. Connect groups is always going to be our number one pastoral structure of the church. If you're not in one and you want to be cared for and looked after and part of a community, sign up to a connect group. We're launching Freedom in Christ. The wonderful Steve and Marim are going to be launching that over the year. Freedom in Christ. If you feel you've got baggage, it can be an opportunity for you to fall in love with Jesus again and remove some of the things that may be a blockage in your life. We've got great Bible study groups. We want to spur each other on in discipleship. You see, discipleship is lifelong learning. Discipleship is shown by Christ-like character. 
And discipleship is demonstrated through obedience to God's word. I'm going to land this plane. Conclusion. Who are you becoming? Who are we becoming? I think that's the most important question we asked ourselves at the beginning of 2020. There is no change in the future without disrupting the presence, the present. What are we going to change in our lives? What do we need to change to build a new future for you, your family, and what God's calling you to do? There is no change in the future without disrupting the present. I'm believing as we form new habits, we're going to change the future, people. That's what I believe for us. Who are you becoming? Decisions you make today will shape and determine your destiny. Make a fresh commitment to follow Jesus Christ wholeheartedly and love extravagantly. Who's up for it again? Who's up for it for a new decade? Who's passionate? Who's saying, I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to go for it. I want to see God move. It's not out of pressure. God never puts pressure on people, but he just says that's the best way to live. Live extravagantly. Live full of love. If that's you right where you are, I'd love you to stand, and I'm going to pray a simple prayer to finish off today before we go and party. So are you feeling stirred up for 2020? Are you feeling passionate about God doing extraordinary more than you could ever hope or imagine? Are you saying, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord? Is that you today? Do you want to make a fresh commitment to God to say, I'm up for it, I'm going for it? Father God, thank you for this remarkable bunch of people standing before us. I'm humbled by what you're doing in everyone's life. I thank you that you love us so extravagantly that you sent, Father God, your only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that we could be forgiven of the past. And I pray that as a church, we will walk into your potential, the future. I pray that we will become more Jesus-like in this next decade. I pray that out of spending time with you, Father, we fall in love with you and do the things that you've called us to do. So, Father, I pray a commitment of saying I want to form new habits for this new decade ahead. I'm up for it, God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And if there's anyone else who is in this house and agrees, say a big amen. amen. Father God, we give you this decade and we say come and do what only you can do. I pray everything in my mind, I'll go for it wholeheartedly to follow you, to sacrifice, to be committed, to have fun on the adventure. God, this is your time. This is your season. Bless us, we pray, as we go to extend your kingdom. We thank you for a new north location. We thank you for this city that we're placing. And we pray for a miraculous move of your Holy Spirit. Use us. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.